Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Season four is brought to you by the sponsor Hunter and Gather. These guys, you know I love them, but I am bringing you an even better offer this season with a 20% discount code across all their product range. Personally, I'd like to recommend the MCT oil because it's a brand new product, very exciting, and you can use it to make some amazing bulletproof coffees in order to kickstart your day in fat burning mode. So if you want to take advantage of their amazing offer, use the discount code KAREN20OFF at checkout over on their site only this time, Hunter and Gather food.com and if you look at my show notes there'll be t's and c's for you there too hey 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 we are back welcome to episode number 73 of the bbb podcast i am so excited to return from my season break and to talk to you guys again i hope you missed me just a little bit in your ears and if not Maybe you missed the wonderful array of guests that I like to bring on board. So here in Northern Ireland, the summer is coming to an end. It's grey and windy outside. It's a great opportunity to get in and get some work done. And for me, that's podcasting and speaking to all these fabulous guests. For you, I hope you find something equally as fun and, and something you're passionate about. But let's get rocking because I have a long interview ahead here already. So I think we should launch in to the first show. You're going to hear from Kim Gajraj today, who writes for the hugely popular website Diet Doctor. Kim has amazing low-carb and high-fat knowledge to share and can help you really understand why burning fat for fuel can be the up-leveling your body is perhaps craving for. And Kim explains what ketosis actually is. You know, that word's kind of thrown about quite a lot right now. It's super popular, but she's going to explain what it is instead of you just jumping on board and not knowing what it is at all. Um, why it's efficient. And also she talks about personally only having one meal a day because that's what works for her. You'll hear that throughout. you got to find your sweet spot and what works for you. So let's launch in today. Today on the show, I'll be talking to Kim Gajraj, who runs the Spanish side of the website Diet Doctor. Now, if you've spent any time in the world of low carb or keto, you'll probably be aware of Diet Doctor. It tends to be the first site that comes up when you search Google when you're on the lookout for recipes it's a place uh, you really want to visit if you're about to embark on low carb or keto but it's also very good if you're already low carb and have been for a while because it has a huge array of resources in many areas it's full of recipes challenges success stories and there's even a section in there for doctors wanting to bring these lifestyles into their practices You'll also find some great science articles on there as well for those that want to delve a little bit deeper. So today I am super excited to talk to Kim from the site um, and let's get started. Kim, how are you today? I am great today. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I can tell you're smiling, by the way. You yeah. Hello. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so would you, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work for Diet Doctor? Yes, sure. So um, I discovered low-carb diets maybe about five years ago now. Um, and so I, was, I was, had been following low-carb and, and I went keto after a while for quite a long time. And it was always an interest of mine, kind of a hobby. And um, 
I spent about three years living and working in Bolivia. Um, and during that time, I was really working on something completely different. I was really working as an anthropologist and um, studying indigenous street food and how that connects into a whole network of food provision to the city of La Paz in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. But because I'm kind of geeky anyway about low-carb and keto diets, mm -hmm. I ended up at some point going to a conference in San Diego called Low Carb USA. Uh, that was in August, just over a year ago. And one of the speakers at that conference was Andreas Enfeld, who is kind of the diet doctor of our site. Um, and during his talk, he mentioned that he was actually hiring for somebody to translate and launch diet doctor in Spanish. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting for me because I was living in Bolivia. My level of Spanish was um, not, I'm not fully bilingual, like a native speaker in Spanish, but my Spanish is, is, is very good. And I had been following low carb for so long and I had actually launched my own website in Spanish about low carb diets because I was just so dismayed, I guess, about the lack of information in Spanish. So I met Andreas there in San Diego and ended up applying for the job and got the job. So a few months after that, I was hopping on a plane and moving from Bolivia over to Stockholm to start a new life in Sweden, awesome. which was, yeah, it was mm -hmm. awesome. I had never been to a Scandinavian country before, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it turned out to be really good and I'm really enjoying working here. So I'm really happy that I made that decision. Awesome. I, I see you mentioned self-experimentation and, and geeky about all this low-carb sort of stuff. That's kind of where I'm at as well, because I didn't have a... You hear a lot of stories where people come from a, an illness and then, you know, they, they, they're at their end of their tether and they, that, that's why they come across this. But I just like experimenting. <laughs> Would you Have you had an illness yourself or is this just you being fascinated with what you can do with the body? Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with the second one. I mean, I had always had problems with food cravings and sort of unnecessary overeating. Mm. And I had always found it difficult to control my weight. Mm. Um, but that's really back when I wasn't really paying much attention to nutrition at all. I was kind of an undergraduate student at university and just eating any old thing really and I just started to get interested in nutrition and what you can do with your body to just kind of maximize your health and then by doing that kind of maximize your ability to show up in the world with the best that you've got you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. so yeah I guess it's a very similar situation to yeah. you mm -hmm. although those issues of cravings and things they did also resolve themselves when I started eating low carb mm, that's great to hear and you, you sound so passionate you know there's nothing better than working so, in an area where you're you're passionate about so I'm sure whenever you did see that job opening you were like oh I'm so excited I hope I get this <laughs> yeah really because that's the other side of what you said right there are mm. some people who use low carb and keto diets um for this kind of optimizing their life mm -hmm. element. But there are other people who, you know, they've been given a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. and they are told that this is a progressive 
and uncurable condition that they are going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And what our experience is, the experience of so many type 2 diabetics and so many doctors who are now using low carb in their practices, is that that's just not true. Mm-hmm. And there are simple lifestyle changes that can be just as simple as reducing sugar mm-hmm. and cutting out carbohydrates from your diet mm-hmm. that are actually able to allow people to reverse their type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is huge for me to be able to work in something that can really revolutionize people's health and help them reverse a condition that they thought was irreversible. And to to do that on an online platform that allows the work I do every day in the office to reach such huge numbers of people every day, Mm -hmm. that's really, really rewarding. Yes, I would imagine so. Thank you for that. Um, And you actually wrote uh, an article on UK family doctors will be trained in low-carb diets this is very exciting do you think this is something we're going to see more of in doctor surgeries in the uk i really hope so that post uk was um related to some training that the public health collaboration is offering Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a whole collaboration of of doctors and clinicians and people who are using low carb to help prevent chronic diseases a whole group of doctors who really believe that the way to save the nhs huge amounts of money Mm -hmm. is just stopping all of these diseases before they even occur so there are some kind of big names in the low carb world david unwin asim malhotra doctors who are really involved in that and doing some great things to try and transform care in the UK so I really hope that you know with the work that they're doing we really will see some big changes and hopefully not just in the UK but Mm, around yeah no that's that's fabulous and I'm I'm seeing these names pop up more but it's kind of because I'm spending time in that world so you just hope that the everyday person can eventually get to see it as well yeah and I'm really I'm encouraged that people like Asim Malhotra he's a cardiologist a British cardiologist Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of work. You know, he went up in front of, um, I think it was the European Parliament recently. I would have to check that fact. But he sure. big kind of political presentation recently about how we approach healthcare, And he's been in the Telegraph and the Times, I think, a few times. So, mm-hmm. you know, these people really are doing some good work. David Unwin was in a BBC documentary recently. So it's getting more mainstream. Yeah. I'm really encouraged by how this is moving now into the mainstream because it, it should be. Yeah. It's very much science-based. It's not some fad beach body diet mm. that it's sometimes made out to be. It's a really um, science-based way of, of reversing our worldwide obesity and type 2 diabetes trends. Yes, perfectly put. Back to you a little bit more then, Kim. I was having a, a peep at your profile on the Diet Doctor site and you have some fabulous travel experiences. Uh, you've lived in West African villages and the Peruvian Amazon, as you mentioned, and you've cycled around Southeast Asia. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It makes me want to just drop everything and, and get on a plane right now. Although <laughs> not with that wind recently, Stor- hashtag Storm Alley. <laughs> 
don't want to be on a plane. <laughs> um, could could you let us know how you built your plate in those countries and maybe just what the local food was like? Because that's super interesting to me and hopefully everybody listening. Yeah, of course. So some of those, um, those travels took place over a long span of time, sort mm-hmm. of from when I was 18 to, well, I'm, I'm 30 now. Okay. Um, and so when I was much younger and living in Ghana, I really didn't have um, nutrition on my radar yet. And I just really enjoyed eating all of the local dishes and kind of experimenting with food and getting sick sometimes, but just really (laughs) tasting all of those delicious things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that that's that's an important lesson I learned, that um, I can fall into the pattern of, feeling like I need to be very, very, very strict with my eating. But I think that sometimes when I'm traveling and there's a traditional local dish that I really want to try, um, that I'm not going to be able to try again in my own country or back in Europe, then I just go for it and try it. Um, When I was cycling around Southeast Asia, I was covering something between 100 and 200 kilometers a day. So it was hours and hours of cycling each day, Mm -hmm. sometimes off road and sometimes uphill. So then um, also to do with the availability of food, um, I was just eating, I was just eating anything and not really worrying about it. Because when you're doing so much physical exercise, I think you can afford to have a few more carbs in your diet. Mm. Um, But then when I was living in Bolivia these last three years before I moved to Stockholm, um, there I was eating a a keto diet. And some people would say that that would be a difficult thing to do in Bolivia because uh, a lot of Bolivian dishes are really carb heavy. Mm -hmm. You get lots of rice, rice, potatoes, plantain, Mm -hmm. sometimes on the same plate. Um, (laughs) Plantain's great. (laughs) I love plantain. Oh, it's so delicious. Just get a green it really one. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there, you know, the concept of industrial farming, at least in the western highlands of Bolivia, is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. So I was able to have, you know, I think good quality meat from grass fed animals mm. uh, and then just make sure that nice local seasonal vegetables from, from the markets. Uh, which were really fresh. Yeah. So eating keto in Bolivia was actually was actually pretty straightforward and and really tasty. Yeah, you you say you kind of wanted to eat the local dishes. I think that's very important to just totally immerse yourself in the culture because there's nothing worse than creating the anxiety around food, and especially when you're traveling, you might be anxious anyway. You know the way you go when you're kind of in a new place and you're not sure about your environment. You don't want to put that extra stress on it, and food. Food is there to be enjoyed and, yeah, immerse yourself in the culture so that you can really absorb it. Yeah, absolutely. And this anxiety strictness thing is is an issue. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. But I can certainly get into this, uh, into this, I don't know quite what to call it, this state where I suddenly am just wanting to be so strict mm-hmm. and don't feel like there can be any give in any of the way that I've chosen to eat and I think for me at least that's a little bit dangerous because it means that I am stressing too much Mm -hmm. about about my nutrition and then just the ability to let go and 
yeah, like you say, eat a traditional dish every now and again, or, you know, not worry if I'm out to dinner and somebody's cooked some delicious dish that's not super low carb. Yeah. Uh, I think those are sometimes good times to just just relax the rules a bit. Yeah. I know that, you know, as I say, food is, is a celebration. I love sitting down and eating a really good meal. But then you see people that eat, you know, you know these um, Huel drinks or so, uh, Soylent, is it? It's like a meal replacement. And I just think, surely you're not enjoying that. <laughs> but I understand why they're doing it. You know, it's a quick fix. If they're going to eat something bad, then that's maybe a better option for them. But I, I just think, oh, food should be enjoyed. Please, please be good. Be nice to yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And we do get lots of questions here about these different supplements and powders and potions and mm-hmm. at diet dr we really just recommend as much as you can just eating real whole foods mm-hmm. um because we just think that that's the most natural way to to nourish your body mm-hmm. and we, we say that a lot uh, you know, eat real food. It's just, it's so shocking to even have to say that, isn't it? You no, know, if you go back 20 years, that wasn't even a sentence you would have used. What do you mean real food? So what are we eating if it's not real? You know, it's just mind boggling, just that, even that line to me, eat real food. Yeah, definitely. We've just started really over-processing mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I think it's partly to do with our, you know, our capitalist system which means that the more you do to a product the more profit you can generate from it for all of those steps of different processing along the way mm-hmm. um the, there are people that can make a lot more money from selling i don't know packaged low-fat rye crackers yeah. than they can from just selling a whole egg that hasn't had anything done to it <laughs> yeah exactly. so yeah, that's kind of why we're in this pattern. And, you know, now that low carbon keto, especially keto, is becoming so much more popular, we're going to see a flood on the market of keto related products. Mm-hmm. If, if keto becomes more mainstream, you're going to go to the supermarket and there's going to be bread that has keto bread on the label. And mm-hmm. there are going to be all sorts of new kinds of processed packaged products that turn up in our in our food shops yeah. as keto products. Mm-hmm. And I, at Diet Doctor, at least what we really want to get away from is any kind of, any of these schemes, you know, basically for mm-hmm. making some extra money off of, off of keto. Yeah. We really think that the healthiest way to do it is just base it on, on whole real foods mm-hmm. and to beware of uh, products that list the net carbs or, say that they're a low carb product because very often they aren't and they might raise your blood sugar just as much as mm-hmm. the real thing in inverted commas yeah that's the thing when you give something a title like paleo and keto it just invites that type of thing and also criticism so you almost don't want to give it a name so then you can't <laughs> attract anything negative do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean that any any name that you attach to something ends up Mm-hmm. sounding like a fad I guess really yeah and it's not <laughs> to me anyway low carb keto is just eating real food um and listening to your bodies which is the key thing because we are all different I, I feel like I say that on every single podcast <laughs> listen to your body you know really like really listen do I feel good after I've eaten this no well then maybe we can we need to look at it 
but it's simply simple said but not simply done sometimes yeah absolutely uh moving on to keto now i've talked about it a little bit in the past on the show but let's get back to basics for for those who have never heard of it but like you say it is more popular but but if you've never heard of keto could you explain exactly um what it is and why it works and perhaps how you can get started with it yeah sure so um keto the what the name of this way of eating comes from um the word ketone, which ketones are small fuel molecules that um, are produced by the body when you have restricted carbohydrates, um, so blood sugar, down enough to be able to produce them. Um, so what happens is when you really severely restrict your intake of carbohydrates down to below 20 grams a day, you really start burning mainly fat for fuel. Um, so the way that carbs are processed, right, in the body, that carbohydrates are processed, is that they will be broken down into, into glucose and they become blood glucose, which your body can then use for energy. Um, but when that blood glucose, that blood sugar is not available there is a process that your body goes through. It, you need to restrict carbohydrates for around about a month for this full adaptation process to happen. But what happens is your body transitions from burning mainly sugar for fuel to burning mainly fat for fuel. Um, and one of the things that happens when your body is now burning mainly fat for fuel is that these ketones are produced in the liver. And the ketones are pretty key, actually, because it was believed for a long time that your brain needed sugar mm -hmm. in order to function properly. And that came from the fact that when you... You were not allowed to do this in studies anymore. But there was a study done many years ago where people, their blood sugar was taken very far down. They weren't given any, any carbohydrates or sugar to eat. And then they were injected with insulin so that their blood sugar fell down even more. And the participants all kind of passed out and fainted, right? Brain function ceased because there wasn't any glucose supply. So people came to the conclusion that the brain needs glucose. In reality, the brain needs glucose only if you eat a high carb diet mm. and are not adapted to burning fat. So once you have cut carbs, transition to burning fat, your brain can use ketones for fuel as well. And ketones have been discovered to maybe even be a better fuel for the brain mm -hmm. because they are a cleaner burning fuel in that they uh, produce fewer free radicals when they're burnt. And there's also some evidence to suggest that these ketones are repairing neurons in the brain. So they can even be uh, a ketogenic diet can be very compatible with um, people who are trying to recover from traumatic brain injuries. Um, ketogenic diet was used for epilepsy mm -hmm. for many years before uh, anti-seizure drugs came came onto the market. So, yeah, that 
in a nutshell, what the keto diet is, is restricting carbohydrates down low enough so that your body shifts to burning mostly fat for fuel. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you. It's great to get that definition out there, you know, to help people understand better rather than just diving in and not really knowing what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that, that brain sugar study was, was very interesting, actually. You know, that's how it, we, I, I mean, I, back in the day, I would have assumed it was something like 150 grams of glucose for your brain. I think I've read that in the past. Um, but that's just because your body is used to burning that type of fuel. And then if you take it away, your body will learn to use fat for fuel. Um, and I, I've heard of an analogy before, you know, you can liken it to putting a bit of wood on the fire, how slowly and, and, and better that burns as opposed to a bit of paper, which just goes Poof, and that's it up. And that's like your, your sugar burning side of things. If that Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, I mean, when you go keto, uh, what you really do is you give your body instant access or very, very much easier access to your fat stores. So then you can compare somebody who's a sugar burner to somebody who's a fat burner. The sugar burner would eat a high-carb diet and then store the rest of that energy as glycogen in the muscles and the liver. Mm -hmm. And you can store, on average, a couple of thousand calories in glycogen around your body. Mm -hmm. um, whereas you, the, even a lean person has tens of thousands of calories of energy in their fat cells. So somebody who eats a keto way of eating has tens of thousands of calories and energy at their disposal just in their fat stores yeah. compared to a sugar burner who uh, only has a couple of thousand. And that's why we are seeing more and more endurance athletes now switching to a ketogenic way of eating mm -hmm. um, to have this long, slow-burning energy source at their disposal rather than a sugar burner who needs to take in all of these gels and energy drinks mm -hmm. every every so often just yeah. to keep their, their energy up and keep them from hitting the wall. Yeah, I actually did the marathon uh, actually coming up to 10 years ago, way before I was sort of interested in this type of eating. And I, I was definitely a sugar burner and I brought all these glucose tablets with me and stuck them in the back of my, my uh, training pants that I was wearing at the time. And I would, I, I would never do the marathon again. I don't love that kind of training, but part of me would like to experiment and do it on a keto diet just to see the difference. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That kind of, there's that, uh, you know, self-experimentation geeky thing coming through again. I don't think I will, but it would be fascinating to know how my body would, would cope with that in regard. Um, and I've noticed personally that my muscle mass has, has got bigger and my brain would have told me years ago that I needed carbs to build muscle, but for me, it's not true. Um, and as, but as I say, it's personal to everybody out there, but it's not true for me to build muscle mass. I'm, I'm doing okay. I wouldn't say I was full keto, but it was, I'm definitely low carb, high fat majority of the time. I'm just playing around. Nice. Yeah. I found the same thing. Of course, it's any kind of lifestyle intervention is very individual, but I find now that I work out a lot less and my muscle mass is much bigger than it was when I was eating carbs and yeah. and working out a lot more. Yeah, same. It's it's funny we've been on a kind of a similar journey in that way, but it ha it has taken a while, you know. I think I first started paleo I'm losing track maybe six years ago maybe more and then it became more low carb I, I think I, I experimented with low carb but didn't have enough fat and I definitely noticed the difference there you know the fear of fat subconscious or whatever you want to call it was probably still there but now I am going to town on it <laughs>
Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting to find these ways to kind of, yeah, just feel so much better yeah. just by changing the way you eat. Yeah, tweak, tweak, tweak until you find your sweet spot. That's what I think. Yeah. Hey there, Karen here with a little interlude mid-show. Today's show is also brought to you by a fresh new sponsor, Mrs. Organics. Mrs. Organics is a brand that has created some wonderful organic products for your skin. What we put on our skin is just as important as what we put in our mouths. Carol, the brand creator, has a whole host of different products for men and women. Personally, I'm getting stuck into the sleep ban because we often need help in that department. So hop on over to mrsorganics.com and use the discount code KAREN10OFF at checkout and go and treat yourself today. And again, check out the show notes for details. It's clear to people looking at the Diet Doctor site that it isn't all strict keto anyway. You know, you promote different levels of carb intake. Can you talk about the different levels? Like, uh, you know, perhaps why a person would experiment with them? Yeah, sure. Um, So there are lots of different conditions that we cover on the site that low carb can be helpful for, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not just weight loss. And what we do tend to say is that the stricter you go with your carb restriction, the better the results are likely to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we do we do say that. And, um, oh, you mentioned a good way to get started. We have a get started two-week challenge on the site um, that people will find easily if they go on the site. And that challenge is strict keto, which is restricting carbs below 20 grams of net carbs a day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we are we started off as a low carb site and we still continue to talk about different types of low carb diets. So on Diet Doctor, you can see three different levels of carb restriction. We talk about ketogenic, which is below 20 grams. Mm -hmm. And we talk about a moderate low carb diet, which is between 20 and 50 grams. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we talk about liberal low carb diet, which is. 50 to 100 grams of net carbs a day Mm -hmm. and when I talk about net carbs I'm talking about the total amount of carbohydrates minus the fiber because fiber doesn't get absorbed Mm -hmm. that's not true for everybody there are some people who have really uh, a lot of trouble with insulin resistance who who do need to count the 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 fiber too but most people can can just look at the net carbs Mm. um and we kind of we give those other options because everybody's different right Mm. different people are willing to make different levels of carb restriction in their diet and mostly insulin sensitive people might find that they they don't need to go fully keto to, to to experience some of these fantastic benefits that you get from eating this way. Mm-hmm. So um, we talk about different levels of restriction and all of our recipes have three different colored dots. Right. So there's a green dot if it's keto, a yellow dot if it's moderate low carb, and a kind of dark orange reddish dot if it's liberal low carb, mm-hmm. just so that people can have the choice of of how low they want to go. Yeah. Um, but there's an article on our site called How Low Carb is Low Carb, yeah. if people want to read more about it. But we do say that for the best results for weight loss, um, yeah, a ketogenic diet is the best. And for people who are really trying to do big things with, with this way of eating, like reverse their type 2 diabetes or control epileptic seizures, 
um, they are going to need to be looking at very much the lower range sure. of intake per day. I think it's about getting your health on point first and then being what uh, Mark Sissons would say, um, metabolically flexible, so you can kind of cope with more or less depending on your environment or if you go to a new country. But yeah, getting your, your health markers in place first and then you can play around a bit more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Of course, there are some people who don't necessarily have a condition that they are trying to treat using keto, but maybe they do have a very big problem with sugar addiction or, or carb addiction. And then for them, just adding a little bit of carb back into their diet can make them kind of just jump fully on the low carb train and, and not be able to get out of a, a binge cycle again. So it is very individual and people people tend to end up just really playing around with it. Yeah. We, we are, there are more and more scientific studies being done on this way of eating now. And it's a very, uh, it's very well backed in science. But one of the main things that has come out of it is that everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody is probably still going to need to do a certain degree of experimentation to find out what works best for them. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people hear that and they don't like it. It's like, why can you not just give me a plan to eat? <laughs> they don't want that sort of, I don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> you know, everybody is different though. Um, and you, and it's a matter of taste as well. You may not like a certain food and that's okay. You know, <laughs> you don't force it into you just because a website told you it was good for you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we try our goal really with Diet Doctor is to make low carb as simple as we can. That's why we have this two-week challenge that everybody can follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are very conscious that there isn't just a one-size-fits-all approach. And mm-hmm. this one-size-fits-all nutritional guidelines approach is part of what's got us stuck in this, you know, worldwide obesity epidemic in the first place. So, um, yeah, people do still need to listen to their bodies, like you say, and... Yeah. and find a little bit what works best for them yeah perfect thank you and um I, during our correspondence before i spoke to you you talked you threw out the word biohacking and when you look this up in the cambridge dictionary the definition is scientific experiments with biological material especially genes done by people who are not official experts or scientists um what do you think people mean when they associate that with keto yeah so this comes into a slightly different uh part of the the keto trend right because mm-hmm. while on the one hand you've got all of these people who are using a ketogenic diet as a therapeutic tool to to help with a disease or a condition um there is another group of people who are are using keto as a form of biohacking and i think that's very interesting Um, so biohacking kind of refers to almost interfering or, you know, intervening in your own biology to, to try and get a a desired outcome. And it's interesting. A lot of people in Silicon Valley, for example, are using keto for biohacking Mm -hmm. because it's been discovered that, you know, just by restricting carbohydrates or just just by controlling a little bit the way that we eat, we can alter our biology in this way that, you know, we start producing ketones. We start using fat for fuel instead of sugar. And, you know, it's, it's 
some of it is anecdotal and some of it is based in scientific studies, but people are really feeling that they have more energy, you know, they, they're controlling their appetite. People are reporting their mental performance being higher. Um, people are also, you know, they say that their mood is better. People report having kind of random bursts of joy throughout the day. Um, and I think that's very interesting. Yeah. You know, we're looking at just changing a way of nourishing your body that yeah. can almost make you into a 2.0 version of yourself yeah. when I look back to how I was before keto you know I was less motivated I was I had less get up and go uh, my brain was a kind of slower and foggier I really do feel like this kind of you know Im mm. new and improved version of myself and I, I think it's very exciting that that people are using it for, for biohacking yeah it's it's just about showing up as your best best self and it, it does make your brain a little bit more on fire <laughs> hashtag bulletproof coffee maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you ever have bull bulletproof coffee i don't have it that much but i do sometimes i actually don't no. have it very often to be honest i why is that i i will sometimes <laughs> in my coffee um, if I feel like I need something more to to kind of get me through, but I'm actually at the moment just eating one meal per day. Oh, um, wow. That's called OMAD. One meal a day is wow. the acronym. Right, is it and that's very. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive meal. Yeah. It's a massive meal, but <laughs> it's actually very compatible with keto because you have this easy access to your fat stores. Yeah. It can just fast throughout the day not really feel hungry, maybe a wave of hunger every now and again, but yeah. I feel a lot more focused and mentally sharp and energetic. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it suits me just to, you know, have a big meal at home when I have time to just relax and enjoy my food. That's brilliant. You must have so much spare time as well when your day doesn't revolve around mealtime. Because I did, a, I did a 24 hour fast once and I had so much time to do stuff. It was like, oh, I'll just tidy the house now, you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And it feels very liberating. It feels like just removing this dependency on food, needing to eat every few hours. Yeah. Like you say, you save time, you save time cooking and sitting down to eat. But it's also like, yeah, it, it just feels like freedom mm -hmm. not to be dependent on on regular meal times and that kind of thing exactly doesn't really matter if you skip a meal anymore yeah i'm i'm very excited to i haven't got any uh travel plans just yet but i'm excited to to fast completely on a on a long haul flight maybe to america or australia and just not eat at all but i might bring an emergency fat fat snack <laughs> just in case but i really don't want to eat airplane food and i believe if you do fast as well it's really good for adjusting in to the the time zone so you eat whenever it's the first meal in your new time zone if that makes sense so i want to try that i don't know if you've tried that at all or i used to do it a lot I, when i used to live in bolivia and fly frequently to visit my family not yeah. frequently but you know yeah. every couple of times a year sure. um then i would i would fast on the airplane we were a very funny bunch we traveled recently to san diego yeah. with uh with a video team to, to film a conference with Andreas as well. Oh, cool. And we had one of us who 
only ever eats once per day. And he fasted for the whole flight, which was a long flight. I think it was about 10 hours. Yeah. The air hostesses really had no idea what to make of that. They just kept asking him, are you sure you don't want anything? And he's like, no, 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 thank you. And then I brought 12 hard boiled eggs and the rest of us were sitting there <laughs> eating these hard boiled eggs. I think they must have thought we were really strange. But yeah, very cool. yeah plain food is something that I like to avoid too. So it's yeah. good to you either fast or have mm-hmm. some other options up the sleeve. And do you know how he felt after that? Did he did he report anything exciting happening or it was just normal for him to do that? Yeah, it's normal for him to do it. It's yeah. it's a nice story with him, actually. I'm probably digressing, but I'll try and That's put it, it in my a fault. nutshell. My fault. <laughs> no, no. He, he works for the video team and yeah. he didn't know anything about, about low carb, but saw the the ad for a, for a job as a video editor mm-hmm. uh, at Diet Doctor didn't know anything about low carb and thought even really it sounded like a bit of a fad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, okay, I will, you know, I will try this diet. And if it works, then I will join that team because I will know that I can believe in what I'm, what I'm doing when I'm going to work every day. Oh, wow. And so he did it and it worked really well. And now he's been working at the company for for over a year and he's lost about 30 kilos I think wow awesome story yeah uh-huh. yeah it's really cool Very and he cool. only ever eats once per day so for him that that flight was piece of cake <laughs> yeah <laughs> piece of cake piece of keto cake wow <laughs> yeah um so Kim I don't want to keep you too much longer but finally I ask everyone this question if you could give our listeners one final thought today one Kim nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body, what would that be? And I know you could probably have a handful of things, but (laughs) one little nugget maybe for today. Yeah, so um, I think really, and we have touched on this Mm -hmm. um, in the conversation, I think, but what it is for me is that I can get very focused on achieving, right, Mm -hmm. and getting results and Mm -hmm building my better body and, you know, and trying to be better, be better. And I think that um, this is where it becomes very important to, yeah, listen to my body and also not get locked into these kind of over strict patterns. So, you know, if I wake up one morning and I can tell in my body that I really shouldn't work out, Mm then I have learned not to just push through and work out anyway, but just take it easy when my body is telling me that I need to take it easy Mm. and not just focus on restriction and, and working out all the time, but also being very kind and loving to my, to my body too. And taking that downtime to do some meditation, even though I have a million things to do at work or to have an extra hour in bed when I'm tired, but I could do a HIIT workout in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, have that traditional dish when I'm traveling in a different country, even though it's not really low carb. Yeah. So I think, yeah, listening to my body and also not, not getting so, so obsessed. That's been an important, an important journey for me. And it's meant that rather than having this almost anxious stressing about things all the time, it's allowed me just to come down and and really experience this holistic health Mm. 
which comes from uh, nutrition, exercise, but also meditation, sleep, reducing stress, yeah. giving myself plenty of love and being very kind with myself too. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being so open and honest. <laughs> it's about <laughs> treating your body like you love it, not hate it. <laughs> Which can, yeah, exactly. can happen, for goodness sake. Yeah, it can absolutely happen. Thank you so much. Um, Kim, so where's the best place for people to connect with you on the web? Do you have like a personal social media uh, section or is it all about the diet doctor website? Uh, I have to say it's now all about the diet doctor website. <laughs> um, yeah. That's okay. So if people want to get in touch with me personally, they can just email Kim at dietdoctor.com. Mm -hmm. But I really do recommend that anybody who's interested in, in keto, that they, that they give Diet Doctor a visit. Um, I think that what we do differently from other keto sites is that, you know, the site is run by a doctor, by an MD, mm -hmm. who checks everything it checks all of this material before it goes out. We have, you know, a big team of doctors who are medically reviewing things and writing articles. So we really are a trustworthy site. And uh, I think that the information is, is simple and easy to follow. And you really get a good grasp of what is the keto diet by visiting our site. And it's just dietdoctor.com. Yeah. <laughs> it is an excellent resource i'm on it all the time and i will link to all of that in the show notes and your your challenge that you mentioned as well i must make sure to to link to that but thank you very much for taking the time out of your day kim to talk to me that was a, a fascinating chat and i know there's people going to listen to that and love it thank you so much well great i'm glad and yeah thank you so much for having me you're welcome thank you so much as always for listening guys i hope you enjoyed the show if you have any questions, send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk. And if you want to support the show, you can head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support. And it would be awesome if you could leave me an iTunes review as well. Thank you. And just before you head off, remember the purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please check with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime. Thank you.